You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Tigers in 20, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast. Your one-stop shop for all things University of Memphis Tigers athletics. Here are your hosts, founder of Go Tigers 247, Brooks Hansen, and lead writer for Go Tigers 247, Christian Fowler. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me, as always, is Go Tigers 247 founder, Brooks Hansen, and Go Tigers 247 digital content creator, Kenny Stubblefield. And guys, we have a ton to talk about this week. Not typical of a you know a mid to end July. We typically don't have a lot to talk about. Um, but let's start it off with the newest commitment to the Memphis Tigers, and that's five-star. And yes, he's still a five-star, so everybody relax. Five-star class of 2022 guard, Arterio Morris. Uh, Brooks, I think you broke this, actually, as always. I don't think anybody's surprised. Uh, so, you know, for people that haven't come over to the site and read about him yet or checked out his highlights, what is Memphis getting in Arterio Morris? Well, first, Christian, I got to say that you're an overpaid sports analyst guru knocking this kid down the day that that he commits to Memphis. I mean, how dare you? Oh, my God. People got so pissed at that. Like, come on, people. We've got emails from 247's national folks. These 2022 rankings have been coming for a while now. It's an update. They haven't been touched since February. And, you know, the, we've gotten comments like, well, this kid has been a five-star since, you know. Since he was in ninth grade. Since the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 became a five star in February, like five right. months ago. Like, come on, people. He was his original ranking. He was a top sixty kid. Um, so relax. He's still a five star in the composite. And here's the that's thing. the thing. He's still he's still a five star. People, people, <laughs> yeah. So, but big news. Anytime a five star commits to your team, that's massive. Yes, he's twenty twenty two on paper right now but it still establishes a continued momentum for Penny Hardaway, Cody Topper, Tony Madlock, and the University of Memphis basketball program. You know, all it takes, and you've seen this with John Calipari, you, you saw it with Josh Pastner, it, all it takes is one or two dudes to start jumping on board, and it's like someone pushes a snowball down a hill, and all of a sudden you've got a massive avalanche. You've got a ton of momentum, and that's big for Memphis right now especially when they're trying to really start capitalizing and and get some 2021 dudes on board early. Yeah, Brooks, you have a lot of analogies. That's the one that's your go-to. We could probably pull 57 times from the podcast where you set a snowball going <laughs> down it, a hill. That's it. Uh, that's that's Brooks's number one analogy. He has a million of them. That's the one he uses on the podcast. It's going to get time. bigger and bigger and bigger. My analogy with <laughs> yep. the snowball is like a snowball being pushed down the hill. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm going to use Literally. it more and more and more. Yeah, uh, and Kenny, you know, we've all talked a lot about what Arterio brings to the table as a player. From watching film and, and breaking him down, what have you seen on tape? Well, I mean, he's the perfect size um, point guard that, that Penny's looking for. Um, you know, he's um, – I just got introduced to him a few, a few months ago, um, probably about the same time he got his five-star – um, his fifth start from from two four seven. Um, all of a sudden, his my emails just stop pop start popping with Arterio Morris um, highlights. But man, you know, obviously the first time I heard about the kid, it was uh, you know hearing about 
the fact that he is from Memphis and the fact that he, you know, his dream school, his dream offer was the University of Memphis. And so obviously that kind of puts him on my radar. There's so many high school players to pay attention to. But when you hear that, obviously he's going to be on the radar. And so I started watching video of him. And man, he is slick. I mean, he is just smooth with the ball. He is, he's one of those kind of players that there's really nowhere on the court that he can't score. Um, score from. He can score from, you know, up top. He can score from, you know, in the paint. He's got a nice mid range. Um, his his jump shot, his three pointers developing. Um, but he is just an athletic freak. And um, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway I had from him was I saw an interview. I think it was with Christian. Remind me. I think it was with the Ball Is Life guys on YouTube. If you want to yeah. go see some highlights. Check out this Ball is Life video that's on YouTube, and and he did an interview with the guys afterwards. And one of the things that he that, that he said that I thought was showed a lot about his who he is as a player is the guy asked him about what his mentality was on the court, and he said, "My mentality is to kill every time," and I love that. Like that's that's a dog. Like that's a dude that you know, whatever it takes, he is going to. His mentality is to get out there and kill, and so. Um, man, he's an athletic freak, and I think that he answers a lot of questions about your your 2022, potentially um, 2021 point guard class for the Tigers. All right, Kenny, who was yeah, your first comparison? Uh, you're, you're big on comps. You're, you're yeah. usually pretty spot on. Tell us your first one, and then I, let's let's get into the one that we all kind of settled on. So my, fir- my initial comp for Arterio Morris was – John Wall in high school, which is crazy because John Wall's highlight reel in high school was just ridiculous. And so a lot of folks are going to think, man, John Wall, but he is the let like the speed in which he plays, the his 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 size and his um you know athletic athletic ability getting to the basket, um, his aggression getting to the basket. Um obviously I think just like John, he had he needs to work on his jumper, his three point shot uh, a little bit. Um it'll get there. It just takes repetition and 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 time in the gym but John Wall was my initial comp for him yeah Kenny so after we started discussing that in that conversation after you threw out John Wall I threw out mine and I think we all kind of immediately fell in love with it and it's someone who John Wall was actually compared to as he was coming up and that's Gilbert Arenas I love you that know, comp. I, I love Gilbert Arenas that comp yeah, I mean, I think that electric guard spot ability to create your shot, get by your defender, get to the rim, finish at the rim, that's Gilbert. And, you know, he shows that kind of flash. The one thing I do want to caution people with is obviously Gilbert Arenas was really good at both Arizona and in the league. So we're not saying that Arterio Morris is Gilbert Arenas today, but he's got that kind of ceiling. That's where his game kind of resides, that type of guard. Yeah, and I think he's I think he's a very interesting prospect because something that both of you guys mentioned is his athleticism. He's already got that. That's something you can't teach. He's not necessarily the most refined shooter. Uh, I think he's good with the ball in his hands. I think he's an unselfish player, but you can't teach a player to be athletic and he is extremely athletic down low on offense. You you can Kenny was talking about that ball is life video. If you watch his highlights, you see a lot of block shots down low from him just purely off of being in the right spot and using his, his athletic ability on defense. So um, I think I don't necessarily think he has a long way to go. I think he does have skills that he needs to clean up on. 
But if you see he, him, you know, in a couple years, continue to develop his shot, his mid-range shot, his three-point shot, uh, and his defense, I mean, he's a guy that could potentially end up being a top fifteen type player uh, if he if he does meet his ceiling at the high school level, if he gets to that potential. So I always think it's interesting to look at projections, especially for guys that are as young as him, a class of twenty twenty two guy. Uh, because when you watch him, obviously the the dunks, the athletic ability jumps off the screen. But if he if he really refines his shot, becomes a better shooter, I mean he can be a top top fifteen, top twelve guy in this class. And I and I really think that's that's how high his ceiling is because he is that good already. We've talked about this on our our forums, on our boards with our VIP members, and as soon as this news broke, this was a part of what we put out there, and the rhetoric has followed in in other media outlets, and it's that. You know, the possibility exists and the plan exists for Arterio Morris to move from 2022 to 2021. Anybody who's saying Arterio Morris is, especially long-term, a combo guard is way off. Arterio Morris will be a dude who comes in to play point guard at the University of Memphis. And my full belief, and yes, obviously it's not done or he would have already reclassified the 2021 when he committed, but my belief is that he will ultimately end up in the 2021 class. So let's just get all of that clear, um, which is big for Memphis. What do you think that that does for the other 2021 point guards that Memphis is recruiting? Yeah, that, I mean, that was something I was about to get into. Um it's it's big because Memphis has a lot of 2021 point guards on their list. You know, they've fooled with off and on recruiting Kennedy Chandler. Um, he's obviously a local guy, been a lot of pressure from boosters and people locally from Memphis to prioritize him. Uh, there's J.D. Davison. There's Jalen Worley, who is who is more of a combo than Arterio Morris. He's now about 6'6". You know, he's from Westtown, PA, uh, a big-time player. But Memphis could continue flirting with some of those guys depending upon what they want to do with their class structure. And I plan to get into that on our next VIP podcast. So for those listening, right now we've got a 50% off annual VIP memberships. Take some time, pause this, head over, sign up for a VIP membership, and then next week when our VIP podcast publishes, you can hear how this affects each and every one of the point guards in 2021. Um, so yeah, that's I mean it's a big thing. It's a big thing if he moves. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's take a quick break. We got a lot more basketball recruiting stuff to get into. Some more news coming out throughout the day. So let's take a quick break here from our sponsors, and we'll get back on the other side with more basketball recruiting eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So Brooks had the Arterio Morris news on Tuesday and then on Wednesday, two more highly sought after players included Memphis in their top list. Uh, and that would be 2021 for Josh Minot included Memphis in his top five. Still unranked, surprisingly, that ranking for him has got to come soon. Crazy. You look at his offer list, you look at his highlights. I think that offer's coming very. I mean, uh, yeah, I think the the rankings coming very soon for him. And then 2023 guard Mikey Williams, who is one of the most hyped players I've ever seen. Just if you look at social media, you look at overtime, house of highlights, any of that, all you see is Mikey Williams when it comes to to the younger up and coming basketball players. So. Both of them included Memphis. Mikey was a top 10. Josh Minot was a top five. Um, and Brooks, so we talk about Arteria Morris, more elite guys added Memphis in their list. Musa Cisse committing last week. There's been some narratives built around this staff and Penny Hardaway and recruiting, and it's kind of been trudged out and trudged over, over, and over again. Uh, what do you make of this, and, and how does that kind of play into the narrative, the old narrative, and I guess what you could call the new narrative? Well, I mean... There's not a an old narrative and a new narrative. There's a false narrative, and there's a correct yeah, exactly. narrative. Uh, exactly. Any narrative that depicted any sort of um, struggling uh, recruiting effort on behalf of the University of Memphis, Penny Hardaway, and the staff is absolutely asinine. And you don't have to bleep that out, Kenny, because that's an actual like non-curse word that sounds like a curse word. It's <laughs> asinine. Uh, I'll probably use that about forty times during this rant. I need to. I'm, yeah, I'm, gonna, I mean, I'm looking up dictionary.com right now, just so you know. <laughs> it's absurd. It's asinine. Uh, so I liken this not to a snowball, but to a uh, a sales department. So you're let's just pretend you're a sales manager and you have your your guy that is is your big talking salesman. He says he's going to deliver all these accounts. He's going to, he's going to deliver all this business, $2.8 million worth of sales for the, for the quarter. And so as a, a sales manager sitting back and you're like, man, this dude's, I, I trust him. I, I, you know, he's, he's saying what he's saying. I believe him. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm watching what he's doing. I'm keeping tabs on it. It's going to happen. I feel good about it. And then it turns out, your sales manager doesn't actually come through. I mean, your your sales staff, that guy, your your number one, your your big talking salesman doesn't actually come through on any of his promises. You know, all of the big accounts that you expected to land that were going to bolster your company are now gone. So yeah, I mean, you don't go out and risk getting a couple hundred thousand dollar accounts. And risking those big money accounts when you felt so good about them. And that's what happened with Memphis and Penny Hardaway this year. I mean, plain and simple. You you don't have all your eggs in Greg Brown and Jalen Green's baskets. Have it all fall apart and splattered on the floor. 
and somehow make it look like you knew what you were doing the entire time. And to put that at the feet of Penny Hardaway is just simply uh, placing blame where it doesn't belong. So you can see now that the sales manager, Penny Hardaway, has now taken, taken back ownership. He's taken the onus back and said, I'm going to be the one to begin prioritizing these guys. On Sports 56 on Tuesday, Penny Hardaway went on and said, you know, I probably have a million FaceTime hours with Musa Cisse. I recruited him harder than any kid that I've ever recruited. And what does that tell you? That tells you that there's a re, you know, like an almost a reinvigorated effort on the behalf of Penny Hardaway to say, I'm no longer going to depend on my sales staff as a marketing, you know, as the sales manager here, I've got to, to get my hands dirty and I've got to get out there and do the work myself. And then turn around a week later and you get a kid that he's recruited uh, for a while now, has known about for a while now, and he immediately closes on him less than what, Christian, two, three weeks after they offered him? Yeah, very shortly after they offered him. You know, the Arterio Morris offer, for those who have been paying attention, we reported it, was at the beginning of July. It was not very long ago. Um, So... I mean, you're seeing momentum beginning to build for the University of Memphis and Penny Hardaway. There's no struggle bus here. Um, the staff is putting in the work, and I think it's obvious from the number of offers you're seeing, from the number of lists you're seeing them end up on. I mean, Mikey Williams is a big-time class of 2023 prospect. That means he just finished his freshman year. Uh, and he's got 2.3 million followers on Instagram. So Memphis's logo was plastered all over Instagram, all over Twitter, all over Facebook for all of these people that follow this kid. And it's because of the effort that's been put in by Penny Hardaway. So, you know, there's well let's not forget, let's not forget about the other the other assistant coaches, Cody Topperton and Tony Matlock. Like what what kind of I mean, you're seeing a lot, especially in some of these guys that are that are coming out and putting Memphis in their top ten, top five, even committing, talking about Cody, um uh Cody Toppert being a big influence in their recruitment. What kind of what kind of outlook is he bringing to the what kind of work is he bringing to the table? Well, let's here? hit on Tony first. Tony Madlock is a guy who's like a super behind the scenes guy. Like he's low key, not a limelight kind of guy. And and from everyone I've spoken to, and, and I mean everyone, Tony Madlock was about as critical as you can get to Musa Cisse and his commitment to the University of Memphis as you can get. So, yes, everything points back to Penny. Penny has a million hours on FaceTime with the kid, but Tony Madlock, behind the scenes, put in the work. And at the end of the day, you know, you've got your assistants pointing to Penny Hardaway and saying, these kids are coming for Penny. And that's what it's all about. You have assistants who are pointing back and saying, it's about Penny. It's about the head coach. And that's when you know a staff is clicking on all cylinders. And you see that with these kids, you know, the assistants, you talk to all of these players, James Graham, Josh Minot, Noah Shelby, um, you know, Arterio Morris. And they all mention guys like Cody Toppert putting in the work, calling them repeatedly, FaceTiming. But then they're all talking about Penny Hardaway 
And you can tell that the message from the staff is it's about what plan Penny Hardaway has in place if you were to come play for Memphis. So I think it's uh, it's refreshing to see a staff that's putting their nose to the grind, really just focused on doing the work. Um, you know, there's no evaluation period right now. There's no, they're not on the road. So they're simply you know, becoming sales staff. I mean, really, really, it's like making follow-up phone calls and, you know, trying to close deals, you know, quote unquote, on commitments and trying to get these these guys on board. And I mean, whatever they're doing right now is working. It's pretty unbelievable to watch. Yeah, Brooks. And, uh, you know, we talked about your snowball analogy because you use that a lot. Another thing you always use on the podcast is telling people to chill. And this is the perfect example of you saying that over and over again. Uh, there, there have been plenty of recruitments that that didn't go Memphis's way, and then you know you come to this side, we get to the brighter side of things. Memphis is you know getting two five stars in two weeks, and it all goes back to you just telling everybody to chill out, to relax, to let this staff do what they have to do. And I think it's this is a perfect time to say it again. Like I say, you you say it all the time. We talk about it a lot, but. This is the perfect timing for that, and uh, I think what you said about the staff is 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 very true of where it's at at this point. Uh, I don't want to go too into detail because we've talked about it on the VIP podcast. Not something we want to get into here, but the flow, the way that the staff is working together now, is completely different. I think it's obviously much better and much healthier. And you see the you see the byproducts of that. You see assistant coaches that are going to work and they're working their asses off recruiting. Uh, and then you have the head coach coming in and closing things out, but also spending that time developing those relationships. So I think the way that Memphis' staff is working together right now is is very different to the way it's been the past couple years. And it's it hasn't been long since Mike Miller's been gone, but you know the staff with just th- these three guys right now uh, is is really showing their worth and proving their worth in the in, in the city and obviously outside of the city as well. Well, one of the things that I that really has been awesome to see and you saw it in the um harder way episodes i think it was the, the the last couple of episodes in particular when they were in fort worth for the conference tournament that ended up being canceled and then you saw it in musa Cisse's interview that he did uh, where he talked about um cody in particular and the one thing that you see is you see cody having a lot of 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 time in with the kids where he's showing them video showing them you know, different uh, schemes and sets. And if this happens here, this is where you go. And, and Musa even said that in one of his interviews where he talked about that Cody would just send him film after film after film that they could go over together. And when, when you're recruiting somebody, a kid wants a kid and every kid that's a five-star, four-star kid, any kid that's getting, you know, a, a, a high major look from anybody uh, from any school in the country, um, they want their ultimate goal is to to you know be successful on the court to progress in their skill set so they can make it to the NBA. And when you have somebody like Tony and Cody that are willing to spend the time and say, let me let me show you what we're gonna do with you. Let me show you film. Let me show you how your skill set is going to um, be enhanced by what we do, and how what you do is going to enhance our product on the floor. That means a lot to these kids, man, because they know that these that these that especially um, that the Memphis Tiger staff knows what they're doing and has a plan for them, and that's 
that's vital to recruiting anybody, any kid. Well, it just wasn't it wasn't just Musa Cisse, you know. Arterio Morris yeah. actually mentioned it. And another guy, a four-star guy in 2021, James, James Graham, Graham mentioned that that yeah. the the uh, attention to detail whenever it comes to showing video clips of what they do well and what they don't do well, of uh, showing video clips of, you know, here's what we feel you would do well in our system of uh, pro comps, uh, you know, guys that they compare to at the NBA level and, and skill set kind of videos that, that show them what they could become. Th- these guys all mention that. And it's interesting to not only hear that, so you're seeing a lot of work that the staff is putting in behind the scenes. Like that video stuff is not easy. Kenny, you, as a digital content producer, you know that. Putting together clips is it's time, it's tedious, it's repetitive. But you, then again, referencing the interview on Sports 56 with Wolo, Penny said, one of the interesting quotes I found was, Penny goes, every morning I wake up and Cody Toppert has sent me a list of guys that I'm supposed to call that day. And that's literally just repetition over and over and over again of just setting up your head coach for success. And that's what an assistant coach is all about. It's about you supporting and assisting the head coach and making them look good. And, you know, it was refreshing to hear Penny kind of say like, hey, this this dude, he deserves props. He's helping me stay on point. And that's helping and leading to success on the recruiting trail. So it's, it just feels like hearing that, hearing all the feedback from recruits, it just feels like a really well-oiled machine right now. So, yeah, I mean, again, tons of momentum. I think that about covers all of the recruiting stuff. There's a ton more offers that went out this week, a ton of 2023 guys. Um, so head over to GoTigers247.com if you want to learn more about that. But we need to talk about some football, football recruiting stuff. So let's take a quick break, hear from our sponsors. We'll see you on the other side. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. So as promised, let's shift gears from basketball to football. We are now talking Ryan Silverfield momentum, Christian. And part of that momentum is uh, looking forward to his, his first full season as head coach. You know, he got one game, one game. Now, fingers crossed, knock on wood, kick a snowball down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to have Ryan Silverfield's first season 
And what's it going to look like? What's, what do we got? Um, so where I want to start out with the football stuff is, wrote about it earlier this week, that Phil Steele, who if you're a college football fan, you know the name. Uh, he pretty much does the biggest preseason college football magazine every year, which is concluded by his top 25. Uh, and he included Memphis right at number 25. Uh, I was actually surprised because I haven't seen Memphis in any other top 25s this year. Um, so it's it's nice to see them in one because I think they're deserving of a top 25 ranking, especially with, when you look at what they did last year and look at what comes back this season. So I think they do deserve a top 25 ranking, so I was I was pleasantly surprised to see that. The only other team from the American in the in Phil's uh, top 25 was UCF, which they're in pretty much every top 25. Uh, everybody knows what they're bringing back this year and what they have, but in my opinion, and completely unbiased, just looking at rosters, looking at what's on paper, Memphis has the better roster on paper, and I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, I do think a big reason why UCF is still getting all this love and Memphis isn't is because Mike Norvell is at Florida State. It's a first-year head coach in Ryan Silverfield. So um, there's not a there's a there's a lot of cautious optimism I think from national media, you know, kind of surrounding Memphis and what they're going to look like under Coach Silverfield. Uh, but for me, I, like I said, I think they're a top 25 program. You look at on the offensive side of the ball, bringing back Demonte, Kenny Gainwell, Brady White. Uh, multiple running backs. The backfield is loaded. Asa Martin, Colin Watkins, Rodriguez Clark. The backfield is ridiculous. Uh, I think they have some guys at the receiver spot that that can really make a difference this year. I think Calvin Austin should start over Pop Williams in the slot. Uh, Calvin could start on the outside too, so that they can really go a lot of different ways with their receivers. Offensive line brings back three guys. The defense, I think, brings back seven starters. So overall, uh, I think there's a there should be a lot of optimism around this football season. Uh, when you look at the de- defensive staff, it's a completely new defensive staff, but I think it's arguably the best defensive staff Memphis has ever had. So to me, there's a lot to be optimistic about. Now we just have to actually have a season. So Christian, you're you're saying that it's like a kind of a wait and see mode from national media and not like the anti-Memphis hater Illuminati of media coming together you know, with pitchforks and and torches wanting to like wanting to see Memphis burn to the ground after getting to a New Year's Six Bowl, right? It's Yeah, no, not I mean I think you probably have a lot of fans that are thinking that right now and they're like, okay, everybody wants to talk about UCF, nobody cares about Memphis, blah, 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 blah. But I think it is. I think it's optimism, but I think they're they're not willing to go out and say, okay, Memphis is going to be a top twenty five program with the first year head coach regardless of what they're bringing back. So I think it's I think it's a situation where we could see Memphis win their first two or three games uh, and then they're they're in the top 25 pretty quickly. Typically it's not like that for Memphis. They typically have to be eight or eight and0 nine and0 with a win over a, a you know a power five school to have a top 25 ranking. I don't think it'll be the same this year. I think they win two or three games pretty decisively. Uh, I think they've got Houston early in the season so they take care of Houston. Uh, in a couple of those early season games, I think they're in the top 25. So I definitely think the national media has them in higher regard than they have in years past. They just want to see what the team looks like over the first couple of weeks. Well, I mean, just rewind the clock for UCF. It's very similar when Scott Frost took off for Nebraska and Josh Heupel took over. I mean, he's a he's a dude that was on that staff. He stepped into that role, stepped up. And there was some cautious optimism for UCF. Obviously, they had a little bit of 
uh, a drop off from Scott Frost's final year and the next year, but is more related to the roster than anything. Um, you know, and with Milton still being out, so it's almost like Memphis in, is in that same position that UCF was in, but with a better roster returning and with a very very solid staff, a ton of recruiting momentum. So you know, even if there's a full season or a partial season, and it's not, it doesn't live up to the New Year's Six Bowl year, which, you know, it's probably not going to. I mean, let's just be honest. That's, that's like the mountaintop. That's Himalayan yeah, that's mountains. That's the pinnacle. Yeah, that is, that's, yeah. that's the, the pinnacle moment for Memphis football. Um, the hope is to get back there, but if it's not, all is all hope is not lost. Just look at UCF. I mean, they took a step back, and then they're they're building – so, um, you know, it, it is what it is. So with that said, Christian, one of the biggest pieces of momentum for Ryan Silverfield so far has been his 2021 recruiting class. I, I feel like it's been a year and a half since we had a commitment because everything went so crazy for a couple of weeks, um, you know, a month or so. And we've gone a little bit without a commit. Is that a sign of the times, what's going on there, what are we looking forward to, like what's on the horizon, what are they doing right now? So this was this was the same exact formula that Mike Norvell had at Memphis, and I said it the first time we talked about football recruiting on the podcast with this 2021 20, class, I think it was probably three months ago or so, I said the beginning, the middle of the summer, it's going to go crazy. They're going to get you know 10 to 15 guys, and then it'll slow down. That's exactly what's happened, and it's exactly what happened under Norvell, too. It's just the way that this staff likes to recruit. They like to take a couple guys early in the spring, load up at the, at the beginning of the summer, uh, focus on you know football, focus on that season, focus on the current season, uh, and then start shelling out 2022 offers. And that's, that's what they've done up to this point, and that's why it's quieted a little bit. And another reason is uh, is because they have to start getting more picky at this point. They already have 17 guys in the fold. Uh, they can have a full 25-man class this year and potentially could be more uh, depending on blue shirts if, if more guys transfer. So look for at least 25 in this class, could be more, uh, which means only about 8 to 10 more guys. So they're going to be a little bit more selective. They're going to slow play some guys. They're going to let it play out. Uh, they're going to see what happens with the season and see if they do end up playing a high school season uh, and evaluate more based off of that. So there's a lot of factors that go into the recruiting this year, uh, but it, it kind of plays into the way they want to do it. They want to have a, a busy summer and then slow down around this time. Uh, the late the late summer and the early fall, they want to slow down a little bit, uh, play their cards right, pick the guys that they want. Uh, and when that, when that happens and what's happening right now is they're they're putting some guys on the back burner uh, they're talking to different guys. They're evaluating other options, and uh, they're waiting and seeing. But I mean, they'll fill out the class. Uh, they they definitely have a lot of big time targets that they're still talking to that the, the recruits have Memphis high on their list. So it's not like they just ran out of guys to recruit and talk to. They're definitely still some high level guys out there who have Memphis at the top of their list and and could ultimately commit to Memphis down the road. I mean, it feels like to me it's one of those things where you've got some really big time guys that you've got on the hook that might take a little bit more time. So you're sitting back, waiting, being patient, continuing to build that relationship while you continue to say, Hey, we love you. We love you. We love you to these other dudes. And the moment that you can either get, get the top 400 level guy, or you figure out that you don't have a shot, then you, 
then you get one of these other dudes from your backup bucket. And that's what it feels like. It feels like they're looking for fit at this point. Like who fits our needs at the highest level possible and then take them. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right there because there are so many guys, like I I know of at least 12 to 15 guys that they probably could have had at this point. But like you said, it's about finding the perfect fit and finding the guys at the right positions that fill positions of need. Um, I know something that's been talked about a lot is running backs. I talked about it earlier about how many they have and how many quality running backs they have. And then they have one in this class in J.P. Martin. They've had three or four other running backs that have that have been somewhat close uh, to committing and ready to come on board, but they're kind of waiting and seeing at the running back spot. They don't want to overload at the position. They don't want to have a ton of attrition. Uh, so it's kind of a wait and see on what you know. What's Kenny gonna do? Is Kenny Gamewell gonna go into the draft? Because if he does, then we can take another guy or maybe even two more guys. But if he stays, then we're just we're literally lining up guys to transfer at that point. Uh, and same thing at some other positions, receiver. They loaded up at receiver in the 2020 class, so they're being selective at that position. Uh, same thing. They've had a couple guys that they probably could have taken, and they decided to to wait on them and kind of put them on the back burner uh, because they have positions that they need more right now than wide receiver. So, like I said, there are a ton of factors that go into this, and I think the staff is doing an incredible job at picking and choosing. Uh, you look right now, they're still in the top 40 with 17 commits. And I think, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think that is the area that they'll land in because I do know uh, some of the targets that they that they have on board and some of the guys that they, they could potentially get in the future. So uh, you see what they're doing. Uh, they obviously had that, that role during the middle of the summer where they loaded up on commits and it slows down now. Uh, and, and I think fans will be happy over the next few months with how it turns out. Do you think that it'll be – the the rest of the guys that are going to possibly commit the guys that they're looking towards do you have a a possible percentage breakdown of offense defense side of the ball what do you think christian Mo- mainly offense or some defense as well um i think i think they're really it's going to be pretty even at this point they've loaded up on defense at this point uh you look at the defensive backs they've taken a ton of defensive backs uh they've taken a, a couple linebackers a couple of defensive linemen so I think it will be pretty even. They still have. They still want to take some offensive linemen. Uh, there's still a couple receivers that they're evaluating. I mentioned running back as a potential position that they fill, uh, depending on what Kenny Gainwell does. So I think at this point it is pretty even because they're already so defensive heavy in this class. Uh, you, we probably could see a couple more guys on the offensive side of the ball, but I mean honestly, it it could end up being 50-50 from here on out because they have loaded up on defense so much. So, you know, right now. Football is preparing for a, the possibility and the hope that there's a season. Basketball began workouts this week. They they begin the eight hours per week that's allowed by the NCAA on-court instruction by coaching. One thing that changed with that is they're not allowed to have rebounders for players, so the coaches have to be the rebounders, so they're <laughs> running around like madmen. Um, so there's – Tons of recruiting for basketball uh, for 2022, 2023. And and Memphis is about to, from a basketball perspective, really lock in on 2021 guys. Football is starting to really focus on 2022, selectively get guys for 2021. So my point in saying all of this is that even with there being no sports right now, there's a ton going on. And – I feel like we've had times in my 12, 13 years of doing this that they're very slow. 
you know, and I, I just I feel like with no AAU, no lead up to you know fall camp and the football season right now that we can be at with still being kind of quasi under lockdown, there's a load of stuff to cover. Like I feel like there's no shortage of information and news for diehard Memphis fans that want to to learn about what's going on with both programs and discuss it with fans. So seriously, I mean, I, I love getting to know new people. We have constantly new threads talking about, you know, what are you, where, where are you from? How'd you come up with your username? What do you do? You know, what kind of talents do you have? What kind of food do you cook? And it's a, it's a blast to, to get to know all of our, our board members and also to get to know new people. So even if you don't want to sign up for a paid account, just come over, hang out. There's a ton of dialogue. It's a blast, a ton of funny people. Um, So we would love to have y'all if you're listening, not a member of our board. Guys, y'all got anything else? I I feel like we covered a ton. I mean, I just, yeah, it's a plethora of information. Dude, you were just talking about actually having stuff to talk about at this time. I remember in March when this all went down, the the first time we jumped on the phone when everything was getting shut down, we were like, "What in the hell are we gonna do until <laughs> August and September? Like, what what are we gonna do?" Because at that point, we were kind of like, "Okay, no, it doesn't look like AAU is gonna happen if the tournament's not happening. Like, what are we gonna do?" I think we had five articles today and four yesterday so we've had almost 10 articles over the past two days and i counted for the past seven days and we're at like 26 27 uh so there's been a there's been plenty to write about volume yeah there's been a lot to write about uh the boards have been off the charts this summer we've talked about it so much throughout the summer how there's been so much interaction and so many new people coming on so it feels like we're in the middle of a season with how much stuff we've had to talk about and how much board interaction we've had because typically the summers are are pretty dry and pretty boring, especially on the boards. Yeah, y'all are killing it. Love it. It's a, been a blast. Kenny, you got anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, man, I would just agree with everything that both of you guys are saying. This is. It feels like this is one of the more fun times to be a Tiger fan. You've got um, just so much happening on – you know, in the two major sports that most Tiger fans like to watch, and that's football and basketball, there's so much going on. Enjoy the ride. Come over to Go Tigers 247. I think you'll really enjoy the experience and just the community that we've built over there. So, yeah, man, just enjoy this right now. Have fun with it. It's a blast. The only other thing I want to say is uh, for all the VIP members listening, I swear I'm working on your VIP questions. I spent the last 36 hours with no internet. Uh, and I, I love y'all, but I'm not about to write an article on my phone. Christian has done that before, and it's miserable. Uh, it's horrible. And Don't recommend it. I, I literally copied and pasted all of the questions, and I still haven't gotten to all of them, and it's almost 500 words from questions alone. So y'all are crazy, and I love it. Uh, but that's dropping soon. So if you are listening and you have not gotten your question in yet, head over to the board ask it in the VIP question and answer thread. So guys, I've got nothing else. Y'all got anything? Good. I'm good. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Tigers in 20. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. 
If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. 